Hello and welcome. Bienvenido. And assalamu alaikum. Welcome to AO Access to Success. The podcast series developed by the AO Access Task Forces to broaden your perspectives for personal and professional development. Today's podcast is hosted by Dr. Marinis Pirpiris, the lead for the AO Access Task Force Mentorship. Hello everyone. Research has repeatedly demonstrated that a diverse workforce leads to growth and innovation. And when combined with an inclusive workforce and a safe environment, it's clear that an organization is elevated to a higher level of performance, acquisition of innovative, engaged members, and empowerment of the organization as a whole. My name is Marinas Papyrus. I'm an orthopedic surgeon from Melbourne, specializing in trauma and joint replacement surgery. I'm the AO Access Lead for the Mentorship Task Force an AO trustee, the Asia-Pacific Regional Chair of Community Development, President of the Australian Orthopaedic Trauma Society, and Chair of the Asia-Pacific Orthopaedic Trauma Society. And I am absolutely delighted to be hosting this new podcast. I have the pleasure of welcoming our co-host, Dr. Claudia Medina, for today's podcast titled Artificial Intelligence and Diversity of Inclusion. We have the honor of discussing the role of artificial intelligence with the president of the AO Foundation and our good friend, Professor Florian Gebhardt. Claudia, may I hand over to you to say a few words and introduce our guest. Thank you, Marinis. Hello, my name is Claudia Medina. I'm an orthopedic surgeon from Colombia, South America. I'm dedicating 100% of my time to trauma surgery and education programs. Currently, I belong to the AO Access Mentorship Task Force, and I am about to end my time as the AO Trauma Colombia Chairperson. It's a pleasure to co-host this podcast, and we are delighted to have as our guest, Dr. Florian Gebhardt. Dr. Gebhardt is the president of the AO Foundation, director of the Department of Orthopedic Trauma at Home University Medical Center, Vising of the Home University Faculty of Medicine. He has been a former president of the German Society of Trauma Surgery, deputy president of the German Society of Orthopedic and Trauma Surgery, and president of the German Society for Endocrinics. He has decades of experience as a clinician and educator and has the role of leading surgeons in the support of the AO mission of promoting excellence in patient care and outcomes in trauma and musculoskeletal disorders. As president of the AO Foundation, he's committed to shaping and improving the patient journey and passionately putting them at the center of all we do at the AO within our diverse and global AO community surgeons. I would like to invite Dr. Gerbert to say a few words relating to his interest in artificial intelligence. Yeah, thank you both for your kind introduction. And I'm absolutely excited to be part of this podcast because the topic is one of my favorite ones. And the last years, everybody is aware that artificial intelligence and machine learning gets more and more into healthcare. And 
by that one, the AO Foundation started to look in artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve patient care since a few years. And now we are starting with our first project. So it's really nice to have this podcast together with you about this topic. Florian, with your background and uh, experience, you're, you're in an excellent position to be uh, sharing some of your ideas on the importance of diversity to uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, my first question relates to the meaning of artificial intelligence. You know, when uh, I think of AI, I think of robots, I think of self-driving automobiles. When I ask my children what they think of AI, they think of Siri, Alexa, Netflix. What is AI and how may it apply to the AO? Well, Marinius, I like your examples. They're exciting. But in medicine, it's a little bit different to Alexa and Siri. So in medicine, AI and machine learning will support us in our daily business. So these algorithms can collect data for us and they can recommend treatment options, for example. So all the time you spend today collecting different data in your hospital, this could be done by a machine and the machine gives you the end result. And then you're very quickly focused on the problem the individual patient has. And then you can make your decision based on all available information in one place. This reduces the time you spend in making treatment plans. So at the, at the end of the day, our daily workload will be less because of this additional information we get from the machines. Florian, following on from that, as we build machines and processes that are capable of performing tasks that typically require human intelligence, how may we utilize AI in the many AO data-driven initiatives? Well, basically, the AO, since it was founded more than 60 years ago, started to collect data. So the AO as a foundation has a huge amount of data and is used to collect data. But at the beginning, these were paper-based data or X-ray film-based data and stored somewhere in Switzerland. They are still there. Nowadays, all the data we, we get from our information systems, and even from the X-ray department, are digitally. And if you have digital data, then you can use this for um, programming machines uh, with respect to uh, artificial intelligence, meaning collecting the data, read the data, evaluate the data, if you advise is what's good and what's not that good. Florian, the AO Foundation, as we're uh, all very well aware, is, is about you know our patients and obviously our, our people, our members. And the AO Foundation has been instrumental in the development of an AO access strategy in order to ensure that the AO both develops and promotes diversity, inclusion and equality through investing in uh, the member wellbeing, in the development of their leadership and also in mentorship. More, for the more subtle elements of this strategy, how do you see machine learning and deep learning being able to help the AO achieve some of our goals? Well, Maurice, with respect to the goals you just addressed, so if you start thinking from the beginning, so what the AO gives the faculty and all our uh, members is a clear picture about how fracture treatment could be, and it's always looking for the benefit of the patient, the most probably most 
uh, optimal aus outcome for the patients. And by that part, we have defined um, classifications, for example. We have defined um, online learning tools like uh, surgery reference. And all our faculty and our members are trained or usually are trained to use that. And if you now go for an AI algorithm, I think one of the best example is automatic fracture classification. So we have X-rays and the X-rays is not really, X-ray is not really readable by a machine as long as there is no classification. And what the AO does, or what we did is we are able to give the value to an X-ray, just classify the X-ray. And as soon as the machine is able to read classified X-rays, you can start to build up a algorithm that automatically detects fracture lines. And by that one reading this out, then the machine can come up to the AO fracture classification. As soon as you have this fracture classified, you can directly switch to AO surgery reference and check what is the best recommendation to treat, to treat a fracture you just analyzed. And this is not done by a machine itself, so you have to train the machines. And now coming back to your point about uh, diversity and AI, if you take a single person training an algorithm, then this algorithm will be just the result of a single person's opinion, and it will not be usable for other persons or uh, other gender with a different mind. So if we, as the AO Foundation, we always try to think globally because we are a global acting uh, foundation, then it must be the aim that we create algorithms, machine-based learning, based on the experience of all our faculty and members. That's the ideal part. And by that one, you get diversity in the development of algorithms. And the more different people from different genders, different continents, and different level of training give their personal experience in the training of an AI algorithm, the better it will work. And that's exactly where you started at the beginning with Siri or Alexa. They just take everybody's voice, everybody's opinion, everybody's uh, wording, and by that one, they create a very strong tool that can interact with almost any person in almost any languages. And the same, that's the plan the foundation does. We take our diverse organization and use the experience to classify images and send these to machines to develop these algorithms. Florian, artificial intelligence can help to create a global and diverse AO data set and provides a unique opportunity to do that. How harnessing AI will increase the abilities for more diverse at, and at the same time specific training programs that are applicable to all AO membership and beyond? We have two phases. One I just mentioned at the beginning, we have to use our global network in uh, order to train the algorithm. But as soon as the algorithm is available, everybody can use this algorithm. And the algorithm will help in understanding data because today, if you are not aware about all these um, uh, algorithms, how you can analyze data, then you really need someone that helps you say, okay, that's the data and you can use it like that one. And this, um, this knowledge, how to address 
the uh, large data is not available at every place where uh, trauma surgeons are working. But using this machine learning systems, everybody can be enabled to handle data sets by just using the ma machine as a translator of his individual data set or data what he's looking on uh, to give him the information that's behind the data that is what he's looking at. And as a global organization, we can distribute this algorithm to our members, make, to, make it so useful for a lot of people around the world in any regions uh, you can imagine. How may AI improve the AU's ability to have unbiased insights into the attributes of its members? Well, all the algorithms, they are bidirectional. So on the one hand, you have the diverse input in creating a system, diverse data, diverse experience, making the best algorithm ever. And on the other hand, the algorithm gives you back at the end a tool that is based on the, this diverse experience. And by this one, you can reduce the bias to almost zero. And as I said, if we would start training this algorithm using, as it is often done in the AO2 Swiss surgeons, then we would get a very nice Swiss surgeon algorithm. But as soon as we train the system by our diverse community, we get a very low, close to zero bias on the algorithm. And this is something where we need our faculty, we need our members, but, but using a setup like this, give back to our members and to our faculty this almost unbiased experience. Oh, that's pretty uh, exciting, Florian. And um, so how, how do you think that we're able to use AI to understand some of the unconscious biases and create an AO with uh, equal opportunity for all our members to access upskilling and leadership opportunities? Well, I think as soon as we can provide a machine learning system it's just an example today about an automatic fracture classification. You can imagine much more application to our AO um, faculty. Then we are in the leadership of this program globally because there is no other organization or no industry partner currently that has all this networking globally and can use the experience of so many different surgeons globally. The other thing is, what I would like to mention here, I don't want to be understood today that I think that AI is the future. So we will still be surgeons and we will still use our traditional training techniques. But I'm, I'm sure that AI will help in our daily practice. And having this as a offer to our faculty, maybe later to all of our members, I think this is a huge value of the future and a huge chance for our AO uh, leadership to become the world leader in applying these technologies globally. It is possible for AO to utilize this technology to automate screening and selection procedures. And if so, how? Yeah, so currently, just as an example, we started a pilot about an automatic fracture detection of the pelvis. And the AO, as I said, looked many years in partners, and now we found one partner which is very, very promising. And within a few weeks, so it was exactly nine weeks, 
we were able to tell the computer how to read a pelvic CT scan and detect the fracture lines. And as I told you at the beginning, you have to teach the computer that saying, okay, this is a fracture line, this is a fracture line. And by doing more and more of these data sets, the, the machine will learn to automatically detect these fracture lines. And how do we as I all progress? So the next step is that we are going to train 150 pelvic fracture data sets with this algorithm. And so the experience from other projects in other areas in chest scan analysis is that as soon as you have trained 150 data sets, you can reduce the clicks you need to, to uh, analyze the pelvic by 50%. And if, it, if you have trained about 300 data sets, then you only need 10% of the initially necessary clicks to, to interact with the machine. And having only, let's say, five to six clicks for analysis for a, a pelvic scan, that's at least a fully automatic analysis of pelvic fractures. And within the foundation, as soon as we have done this pilot study, and the timeline is quarter two of 2022, and as soon as we have done this pilot, we can give this algorithm to all our clinical division and all our regional boards, and they can then decide whether they would like to use this algorithm for a proximal femur fracture, distal radius fracture. So we just give you the toy, and the toy goes to the clinical divisions and to the regional boards. And by that one, we can create within our AO community very quickly uh, different algorithms on different issues in trauma surgery, maxillofacial surgery, vet surgery, or spine surgery. Right. And how and in what ways will AI improve the transparency, equity, and innovation in AO? Well, AI will support all these issues by giving a more or less standardized way how to apply AI to our daily issues or questions or challenges we have. And as this is a continuous learning process, so the machine will always continue to learn, it's not the end of a project, we will improve globally together with our whole community these systems. And I think this is a unique project within the AO Foundation that all clinic division, all our members, all the diversity in our organization contributes to one success story, which has different outreach at the end. Florian, this, uh, all this technology is incredibly you know, fascinating and exciting and uh, looking forward. Can you share some of your insights as to how, you know, the AO may use artificial intelligence to better understand and engage its members, you know, not unlike the, the search programs we talked about on the television. How, how is AO going to use some of this learning to engage the membership? Well, basically, if you have data, you can do a lot of things with data. And so one of my visions is that you can use these AI algorithms like for training. You can design it like a game. So you get an algorithm that gives you a little bit of support. You get a fracture, and then you analyze it. And if you have done this successfully at least for 10 types, then you go to the next level. And if you take this information, you can put a metric behind that, and the metrics 
can give you the information how long does a individual need to learn a certain task. And the individual learns for himself by just get, going from level to level to level. And on the back side, the AO Foundation gets as a feedback how quick can something learned, which, which we are teaching in our, in our uh, courses. And out of that, if you can see that there is a step that is almost takes too many attempts or it's too critical, then we can go back and say, okay, we need to adjust our learning offerings in this area to make it more straightforward or more understandable. Because I'm convinced that not everything what we are teaching is understood globally at the same level. So there may be some regions, they have a little bit of a different thinking and they would like to address a challenge the other way around as we are thinking. And using this uh, machine learning systems, both ways, giving the daily support by providing information for decision-making and taking this one as a monitor system for our learners and by that one improving our learning offerings, I think that's an absolutely win-win situation and for the future it's one of the great projects of the foundation if it will fly. And Florian, do you think um, that'll provide us unique insights into our membership utilizing that process? Yeah, absolutely, because the information that we read out of this one is really given neutral. So every, if we would like this little um, classification game, I call it now classification game. If we give this for free to our members, they can learn our classification system by an algorithm that is behind that and we give them different levels. And if they reach level 10, then they're expert in fracture classification whatsoever, just this example. And if we then read the time the individual member, for example, needs to fulfill this task, then we get a absolutely neutral feedback about areas where we should improve our information or our lectures, what we give, or we should uh, rethink about our, let's, let's state the example classification, where we should rethink the, the way we, uh, we set up our classification because the classification is done not as a diverse project. This was done by a few people only. Yeah? And um, even if the, the worst talk we ever can give is about fracture classification, because everybody is sleeping then very quickly, by using AI and the fracture classification, we can get information from our members saying, okay, what you teach us, we like that, we understand it, or what you are teaching us, it's understandable, let's say, to the first um, figure following the first point, uh, but then it's not understandable anymore. And by that one, we learn a lot of our members how they think, and I think um, I'm convinced that our newer generation they will think or they already do think differently than we do. And if we expose them using this little AI-based uh, learning offerings, we can get the information back from them, just reading out the data set, how they think, and how we can. Uh, readjust uh, the way we are teaching. So Florian, how, how do you think we'll be able to effectively harness the that energy and that passion in, in the variability and approach to learning and, and practice to make our organization a stronger organization? So my opinion to that one, to keep the passion and to keep the, the fascination of uh, how to teach our principles and to to be attractive to the global community, we should make the usage of the little games you can uh, do for learning 
because they are globally accessible. It's just a download. You can do it wherever you are. You can do it at home. You can do it at your hospital. And by that one, we can get more into the uh, the daily work of, of, of trauma surgeons. And that's the AI beauty as every one who is playing a game gives a feedback to the designer of the game because his data is visible. And by that one, it's, an inter it's a, a new type of interaction between us and uh, our global community. Well, this has certainly been an incredibly interesting and insightful podcast into AI and its role in diversity and inclusion. And I'd like to thank uh, my co-host, Claudia Medina, a colleague and friend on the Mentorship Task Force, and also, of course, our AO Foundation president and friend, Florian Gebhardt, for his time and also for his insights into this very innovative and exciting frontier in science and medicine. I am excited that we have an AO leader that's interested and committed to the technological investment and process innovation which AI brings and which I'm sure that in medicine, as in the world economy, the entity or the organization that leads in artificial intelligence over the next decade is likely to remain the leading organization for the remains of the century. Thank you once again, Florian. Well, thank you both for having me as a guest today. I really enjoyed it. And I really hope or wish that everybody will collaborate on our AI initiative globally to make this as a success. So we really need everybody joining in this project. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the AO Access to Success podcast series. Be sure to visit our webpage to facilitate your personal and professional development by exploring dimensions of leadership at AO Foundation, who we are, about AO, AO Access, to join the conversation. Thank you.